Welcome back to another edition of For Her, an ongoing series from Shoe Palace and Nike, where we're illuminating female leaders in the Black and Latinx community who are actively making change in the world around them. I'm your host, Natalia Perez, and on this episode, we're joined by D. Real Graham, founder of Latinx with Plants. Started in Los Angeles, Latinx with Plants is rooted in the community, and it's an organization that utilizes collaboration to celebrate people of color in the plant community. Through the power of plants, D Real has worked to show how connecting to nature can help heal, strengthen, and grow. In just a short amount of time, Latinx with Plants has shown us how we can connect and come together to enrich our lives and the world around us. So let's get into it. Here's episode four of For Her with Latinx with Plants founder D Real Graham. And be sure to subscribe to For Her wherever you listen to your podcast to get every episode as we roll them out in the months ahead. faces again like she mentioned episode four of for her um we're really excited that you guys are all here today and we're gonna have a lot of fun um we have a beautiful guest with us andy and we're gonna get to everything that she is about what she brings but also we want to remind you guys that this month is latin heritage month and nike is celebrating that um this is really exciting because they're celebrating with I don't know if you can see my feet right now. Look at these shoes. Look at Andy's shoes. A really, really special release uh, from Nike, the Air Max 90 LHM. This celebrates Latin culture and community, everything that it represents. It's really beautiful, and it also is Somos Familia. That means we are family. And we're going to talk all about... Latinx, the community. We're going to celebrate these shoes and how cool they are. Um, but also we want to ce- it celebrates the power of community and the power of sport as the language that connects us all. We are here leveraging our platforms to amplify the voice of athletes and their communities to drive change. But first, we're going to talk to Andy. Welcome, Hi. Andy. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so you are Latinx with plants. What is What is that? So Latinx with plants uh, came from the the need of representation in our community, especially in the plant world. Latinx means um, obviously Latina, Latino. It's gender neutral. So it includes all genders. And that's a very big part of our mission. It also uh, encompasses like everyone from Latin America, not just Chicanos, Mexicans, we wanted to make sure we included all Latin America and all of our practices and everything that we wanted to celebrate Mm -hmm. as to kind of unify. Yeah, because I'm sure a lot of people know, yeah, there is a big difference if you are Mexican versus if you are Brazilian or if Mm -hmm. you, you know, come from uh, Guatemala or El Salvador, but Latinx really is very inclusive. Yes. And how did you get started? How did you start? Latinx with plants. Um, I'm sure with any business, any they're all going to have like this crazy story. Mine starts, um, I was just telling her, it, I think it's really important for me to touch on my background in organizing in my community. So I started a bicycle collective uh, with other women called Ovarian Cycles because, and it was a bicycle collective. So 
So our ovaries would make us a little cycle, you know, during our menstrual cycle. <laughs> yeah. So we used the bicycle to kind of release some stress and come together. So we would ride every full moon and talk about issues that no one else was really talking about. Femicide, domestic violence, etc. And that just gave us like a support group uh, for each other to kind of, um, in a sense, therapy with other women that could relate to us. Fast forward, we start a, a collective that's also um, with the same intention to empower women, um, build leadership skills, but this time with, with art. So using art as a tool for social change. Fast forward, um, my dad gets sick. No, fast forward, I do a bike tour. <laughs> I think this bike tour really pivoted me to, um, to thinking what really made me happy. So I did a bike tour from Salt Lake City, Utah to New York. It took me about four months with another girl from the Bicycle Collective. And when I came back, I was just depressed after having an adventure day after day for four months, biking through nature, just being in the wild, you come to appreciate, you know, everything around you, not just the city and your friends. You appreciate Mother Nature in a different way. So when I came back, I wanted to have my plants, but I came back to a small, um, a small little basement with no light and my plants were dying. So I realized that these plants were dying and I was depressed because of lack of light and I decided to move out. Fast forward, my dad gets sick. My family's not in the position to help, so I had to step it up and build a business out of something that I felt passionate about and plants were my passion. So I started doing pop-ups from my house. Four months later, I opened up my first brick and mortar and then another four months later, I opened up my second one. Wow. And in November, I'll be opening my, my third location. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. That's, um, there's so, much, yeah. so many hills there. Ugh. I mean, no pun intended with the <laughs> cycling, but there's, there, you've hit, there were so many roadblocks, not roadblocks, but there were so many moments that you could have really knocked you down, but you kept going. Where did you find that strength? My, the love for my dad. Um, my mom was also very dry in the way she showed me love. And when I was on my bike tour, I was towards the end of my bike tour, but I picked up the phone call and she never would call me, but she heard me like kind of breaking down and, she, and in her own way was very encouraging, kind of like scolding me like, well, isn't this what you wanted? <laughs> Just keep going. And I was like, okay. <laughs> um, so moments like that, obviously family, my community, knowing that my community was going through such a rough patch during COVID and realizing that plants were making folks feel a little bit more connected with nature and with other folks. Speaking on that, what does community mean to you? You kind of touched on that, like a lot was happening. Um, also, congratulations on starting a business during a pandemic, because mm -hmm. that is a, a beautiful thing. Um, but what does community mean to you? Community means a lot. I think it can also mean your chosen family. The reason why I feel I've been this successful was because of my, the support that I, I surrounded myself with. Um, they weren't all educated. They weren't the best influence, but we all wanted change. Like a lot of the girls in these collectives were knuckleheads, you know, just like me. 
Um, they were a little lost in what they wanted, but we all knew that we wanted love and and the sense of family and community. To me, it looks like in different ways. Mm -hmm. I've never really heard anyone reference a community as the chosen family. I always like, oh, my friends are my chosen family. Um, but I love that you use that phrase for community because it, it's very true. It is the people that we bring around us. It's the people that we are around as well. And I think also at this age too, we start to realize what that means about choosing the people that we want to have in our lives. What lessons did you learn from these people that you've met in the community that you saw in your business? Everyone has something to offer. Everyone can bring something to the table. I, re I recognized that when we organized. And I was like, oh my God, no one has any experience. No <laughs> one has communication skills. No one has, you know, no one knows how to deal with the books. But I think when we all have one common mission, I think it's very easy to, to align and get things done. I think it's always important to have a mission and a vision and understand why you're doing things. Um, I'm not sure if I answered Yeah, that. no. <laughs> I think that definitely for sure. Um, you know, the Air Max 90 LHM celebrates Somos Familia, what, uh, which is we are family. I mentioned that before. What does that mean to you? Somos Familia. Uh, it's like a therapy session right now. What does it mean? Um, You know, some of us are not blessed with a tight family, but I do feel that, again, going back to the chosen family, um, supporting each other, no matter what it is that we want to do, believing in each other, I think, is one of the, one of the reasons why some of us don't succeed, because they, we are not reminded that we have it in us to, to do whatever we want, whether it is, yeah, start our own business, as crazy as that may sound, it's not as crazy. Mm -hmm. I think our communities have always had a legacy of persevering no matter what we go through, the hardship, the trauma, the intergenerational trauma that we carry on. Um, we have the resilience in us, in our blood. So supporting each other and not bringing people down when we share ideas, I think is a, a way to, to move forward. Mm. I love that you really reference the people around you that kind of push you and you guys are supporting each other through a lot of it. Where do you find it individually like that perseverance? Like where do you dig deep and what, what kind of motivates you to push through on a personal side when the, when the community's not necessarily mm -hmm. there that, um, at that time? I think you do have to be a little selfish. You do have to think about what makes you happy. Um, if it's not hurting anyone, then it's something worth pursuing. That's fair. <laughs> no. I want to know it's a little true. bit more about Latinx with plants. What, so where did you, where does this love of plants come from? What does that mean, a mm -hmm. love of plants? And how did you translate that into a business? So it went back to coming back to, from the, from the bike tour and being depressed and realizing that, oh, that everyone around me was having kids, pets, and... <laughs> boyfriends and I felt like I wasn't ready for that mm -hmm. or I didn't want those things and I felt like an outsider but I still had a nurturing side of me um, yes I wanted sisterhood I wanted my community to thrive but I also wanted to feel 
like I was growing something. And the plants were pushing me to talk to them, to sing to them, to do silly things that I could do on my own without feeling self-conscious. That's where my love of plants, you know, coming back from the bike tour. And then really seeing how it was benefiting my mental health, seeing something grow, bringing the nature, the nature in you, I think is something beautiful plants will do for all of us. Mm-hmm. Plants need everything that we need, vitamin D, water, good air circulation. So we're, we're more similar to plants than we think. Mm-hmm. I think it's, this is what I love about this platform, that you can have your eyes opened for something that you didn't know really, like you knew it's like, I know plants are cool, awesome. But to know what they could really do for our mental health. And I think everyone is different. Everyone's journey is different. And everyone's gonna find something that hopefully, everyone hopefully will find something that helps them and their soul and help them through whatever it needs to get done. And I love that plants has done that for you. So you guys never know that what plants could do for you guys. Like if you even just have like this one little guy in your room and what it could mean to come every day and make sure you're giving it sun and make sure you're giving it a little bit of water. Um, so I like, I appreciate you coming and sharing this story with us. So what did it, how did the business part then come about? Uh, when my father got ill, it was around Christmas of 2019, COVID hit. So around February, I started my first pop-up from my front yard. And I was doing um, a, by appointment so people could feel a little safer. And it was hard because I was on my phone, like going cross-eyed day in, day out, answering to everyone, acknowledging everyone, answering everyone's questions. And that really made people feel like safe with me. And because I had a previous experience and reputation of organizing in my community, I think people were very comfortable coming to my house. And even the neighborhood would see, like, me having selling plants, and they would come in. I'm like, do you have an appointment? <laughs> I'm like, he's like, no, but I live around the corner. I'm like, all right, VIP then. You, know, <laughs> you get a discount. And you just build these relationships with your patrons and your customers. And it's word of mouth. Like, people will come to you once they know, like, okay, she knows what she's talking about. She's giving fair prices. She's not being greedy, like all these things, like people, people see through, through what you're trying to mm-hmm. do um, deep down inside. So being authentic with who you are, what you want to accomplish, um, have good intentions. I think that's always been helpful for me. And starting a business, I mean, I've yet to do that. At some point, I hope to. Any advice on how to even kind of begin? Like, where did yeah. you learn how to, I know it sounds very organic, like yeah. you started kind of in the front yard, but now we're talking about almost Story. a third location <laughs> in a couple months. Like, where did you go as resources oh to find God. out that type I, of thing? You, I faked it till I made it. And it's, I, you know, and I don't want to say I faked it because we all have it in us. I think the same makes us feel a little bit more comfortable, you mm. know, tackling tasks. But my dad was a taquero, and my dad forced me to go work with him in the truck, like, mm-hmm. till 3 in the morning, and I was in high school. And I was like, why am I doing this? Isn't this child labor law? <laughs> against child labor laws? But I didn't realize that that made me really appreciate what 
kind of business I have now. I'm like, I'm not staying up till four in the morning. Um, I'm not in the streets, you know, putting myself and my dad's life at risk. So to me, like, I'm in a garden. I'm, I'm living the dream, but mm. it is a lot of work. You know, you have to get up early, water your plants. If you don't water your plants, they die, they go to waste. You have that guilt of killing plants. Mm -hmm. But I think organizing and organizing with a group of women that really took um, missions and visions and, and goals from like the Black Panthers, the Bramberets, like we took a little bit of all those organizations to make what our collective was, to make it successful, to make it running. So mm -hmm. we had a bookkeeper, we had a... Um, historian, her historian, we would say, <laughs> uh, bombassador, which is an ambassador that would just, you know, share. And, and all these little different roles. I was the printer, designer. So I incorporated everything that I learned from all these organizations, the activism from, you know, the bike collective, the creativity from Nisantas, the art collective, and then, um, and then just me, my love for plants. So all these little pieces of me, came together to create Latinx with plants. Mm -hmm. And I think when you just are working from your passion, you don't have to think twice about what your next move is. Yeah. It comes to you. I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but uh, Nike did a collaboration with Megan Thee Stallion. And this is all about redefining what sport means. And for Megan, it was she, you know, had people telling her like, oh, you should play basketball because you're tall or you should do this because, you know, and she was like, but dance is my sport. Rapping is my sport. And for you, plant is your sport. Yeah. What does sport mean to you, though? Um, I know there's correlations. There's always going to be connections to plant and growing. I think my business, as well as what I do, requires a team, com camaraderie. Mm -hmm. It requires the support from my community. We're all in the same team trying to win. But there could be more than one winner. And I think that's the beauty about... Mm -hmm. Um, having a business and sharing that there's there's enough for everyone. Mm -hmm. There's enough for everyone for us to win. And to me, that's what what sports and maybe plans, how they can come together and my business as well. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you talk a lot about uh, mission and vision, which mm -hmm. I think is really important. I think even for me, I started to think about, I, I say to my friends and we have conversations around, Think about yourself as a business, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes we think we work for a business, but sometimes you are a business. You're providing a service. You're you're going out in the world representing yourself. So you should have your own kind of mission, vision. Do you have that for yourself? Like your thoughts on what your mission um, is, or or vision, or both? On, on yeah, I mean it's really long because I wanted to uh, yeah. make sure that folks, when they would go to my page, really understand who we were and what we were doing. Um, pretty briefly, I think I wanted to use plants as a healing tool to bring people together. That's my my mission. Mm -hmm. My vision, obviously, is is looking a little bit further and what that can look like for my community, whether it's becoming an entrepreneur, empowering other women through just even seeing one of theirs triumph and, and follow their dreams. I think it's a little bit of both, you know, that I always have to carry within me and and feel confident about everything that I'm doing. Like even talking to y'all, it's it's nerve wracking, you know, being here in front of a bunch of strangers. But when you speak from the heart, as cheesy as that may sound, it's it's okay. Everything you feel like you're doing is worth doing it. And hopefully y'all can take 
maybe even one little bit of what I said and run with it and, and maybe really inspire yourself to, to follow whatever you, it is that you want to do. You know, obviously with the name Latinx with plants, there's a big part of your culture and your heritage that is put into it. Why is that important to you? Representation, I think, of being um, seen as a brown woman, we, um, we get paid the least amount out of all, out of everyone in, and all these, you know, mm-hmm. corporate businesses mm-hmm. and positions. So me, me thriving or me even following my dreams, I'm defying the odds already. So it's, I think like just existing is a form of resisting, you know, mm-hmm. so yeah. And why, is there a way that you bring in your families, maybe, either traditions or heritage into your business as well? All the time. I think um, my culture is, is, has always, we call it rascuache, which is DIY. And it's a way of repurposing stuff, making what, what we have. So you can also call it Mickey Mousing it, you know, faking <laughs> it. But I think there's all these elements at my shop, like the grocery bags that, you know, women... In, in Mexico, carry around to mm-hmm. buy their groceries. And the molcajetes, where you make your salsa, I turned it into, you know, a pot. I think taking little bits and pieces of, of even garbage and making it into something beautiful mm-hmm. is part of our culture and how I try to represent that in my, in my shop. It's beautiful. I, I love that, leading with your DNA at the mm-hmm. end of the day, right? Like, that's a, a big part of it. Um, as you sit here, you talked about it. It is nerve-wracking sometimes <laughs> to sit in front of a group of people. Um, any advice for young women? Like, we kind of chatted on the side a bit about how sometimes you can't be what you can't see, mm-hmm. right? And that's why it's important for us to show up in spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that you even mentioned it. Like, um, you know, sometimes your presence is mere activism mm-hmm. in itself, right? Sometimes you're in a room that... Um, maybe they don't expect you to be in. And that's a form of activism in itself. Is there any advice you would give to young women sitting here or your younger self on kind of how to approach that? Yeah, um, exactly. Just showing up so that other folks can show up for you. I I realized that when when I was much younger, I didn't have spaces that I felt comfortable in because I wasn't seeing women like me in leadership leadership roles. So we we created spaces. If you don't see a space you you see yourself in, create it. So and you'll be surprised there's going to be a lot of more women that feel the same way as you do. So even if no one shows up at the beginning, you have to keep going because not everyone's going to find out about what you're doing from one day to another. It's going to take time. Our first collective became pretty successful. You know, PBS made a documentary with us. So mm. But at, a, at the beginning of our collectives, no one was showing up. Mm-hmm. In fact, we had a very horrible accident. And someone ended up in the hospital mm-hmm. for a week and no one wanted to come back. But you know what? We're like, okay, this is just a hiccup and we got to be more cautious and more careful with what we're trying to do because mm-hmm. it is powerful what we're trying to do. Come together when none of us have any experience. But that, I think that's the beauty of, about organizing and coming together with other women who don't have experiences. You will, you will be more patient, and you will try to figure things out together. <laughs> yeah. I think that's really good advice um, for everyone. Um, talk a little bit about the work 
the physical work that goes into Latinx with plants, because you talked about like having to wake up really early and, you know, having to water the plants. What other physical aspects of it are involved? Oh my God, carrying pots. So yes, having, <laughs> so having um, good shoes is really important. Like I, I tend to use my boots because I get, you know, water splashed all over them, but I was working with Nikes the other day. I was like, what have I been doing with my life not using these? And it really makes a difference showing up comfortable because you have to be ready for whatever, whether it's, yeah, squatting, picking up pots, climbing the ladders to water your plants, um, being outside, being active. All these things have a lot to do with um, or make it easier when you just feel comfortable doing mm -hmm. it. Um, but yeah, waking up early, going to sleep kind of late, um, <laughs> making sure that all my plants are pruned, ready to go, shiny. Um, it's, it is a lot of work, but you put good music on <laughs> and you start dancing and you kind of just go with it and, and get it done. That's got to be good for your mental health as well, that physical activity that goes into taking care of your plants. Are there any other things that you do to help with your mental health? Eating well, drinking water. I think watering my plants has reminded me like, damn, I'm giving them filtered water and I'm like <laughs> not even having any water at all. <laughs> so taking care of, of the plants is definitely a reflection of, of self-care. Um, How have you seen your community change around you starting Latinx with plants? I hope, I, I, I really, I know to the kind of, maybe part of an ego, but I really, I'm seeing more businesses pop up, specifically on Cesar Chavez, um, run by younger people. And mm. that makes me happy because it, their businesses are, all, are also um, catering to our needs. And it's not just like another, another 99 cent store, mm. another bookstore just opened up on our street and it's a young woman of color as well. And it's supporting each other. It's like, it really feels like a really tight knit community that embraces, you know, anyone that wants to start and we're there to support each other. Where do you think you'd be without Latinx with plants? At my old job, <laughs> even though it was one of my dream jobs and I had to, I had to quit that job because I had to take care of my father, but I was an assistant to the master printer and studio coordinator. I wore many hats, but that was my dream job, of creating fine art prints in um, our organization that focused on POC, Chicano, mm -hmm. Latinx folks that wanted to come into the art world, but I had no, no avenue, no doors opening up for them. I would probably still be working there, which is part of my, my passion mm -hmm. as well, but um, I, I had to make some sacrifices to be where I'm at now. And, Maybe one day I'll be able to go back. <laughs> when you, you mentioned in your, in your neighborhood, there's a lot of new businesses popping up mm -hmm. and that level of community as you start to see um, each other growing and blossoming. Where do you find inspiration most? Like what have you been most inspired by in the past year and a half in the changes in your community? Like something that you saw and said, wow, this is like well, super um, inspiring. Well, to get very real, gentrification, I think, has been a big issue in our community. Mm -hmm. I'm from Highland Park, which is a town only five minutes north from where I'm at. But from all, it seemed like from one day to another, it changed so fast. And I refused <laughs> to open up a shop in someone else's community that doesn't belong to me. Mm -hmm. So it's my duty. It's my 
it's my passion to conserve and preserve my community, my culture, and open a business and take up space in places that are in danger of gentrification. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm gonna no. stay. <laughs> I'm not. I moving. love it. Yeah. I, I'll go to the west side and maybe start a bougie business over there. <laughs> but my mission is always gonna be to cater to my community and their mm-hmm. needs. Yeah. Why is that important to you? Yeah. Because we see so often people come from a certain neighborhood, make something of themselves, and then they're deuces, they're out. They're, oh, no, I'm fine. And they move to a different neighborhood or even just mm-hmm. anywhere and forget about where they come from. But why is that important to you? When I was a little girl, my dad would take us down Cesar Chavez, and he would say, this reminds me of Mexico. Mm-hmm. And it, it clicked. I'm like, oh, this is where I come from. This is my, this is my community. This is my home away from home. I was born in Mexico City and I came here when I was one. So I was always on the fence of, you know, my identity. I had identity crisis mm-hmm. in in high school. Like I was ashamed of being brown because my parents would say, don't say you're from Mexico because they didn't want me to get bullied. Mm-hmm. I got called all kinds of, you know, derogatory names and I know why they, they told me to say those things, but now I felt so ashamed and and now I'm like, I want to embrace it. And mm-hmm. I realized that our ancestors went through so much and did so much that I should be so proud to be part of that lineage. That's really beautiful. And I think it's, I think it's, I think a lot of people go through being ashamed of not necessarily always where you come from, but who you are, insecurities. There's a lot of insecurities there. And it's beautiful to see that you've embraced it and not only embraced it, but now you're sharing it with so many other people as well. And they can see that beauty because that beauty has always been there. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you guys have any questions for Andy? I know you guys got questions. (laughs) (laughs) Plant questions. Plant questions. Yeah. I want to know, I know you mentioned um, filter, using filter water to water your plants. What's the difference between like regular water and filter water? Some plants are bougie and they require special requirements. The begonia is one of my favorites. Um, Just because visually it's very alluring, but city water, as we know, (laughs) is not the best especially LA water. So it's a little too harsh for the plants. So we tend to give them a little bit like softer water. So that, that's why. Where did you learn? Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead first. No, you go first. You go first, girl. What's your favorite plant? My favorite plant? Oh my God. Y'all want to see my favorite plant? <laughs> <laughs> the begonia, the, the bougie one. <laughs> she's, I want to say she's like me. She's a little high maintenance, but... I grow fast, and once you get the hang of me, I'm easy to get along with. I love it. <laughs> I love it. You refer you them to, like, yes. as people, you like, these personalities. I'm so bad at taking care of plants. Someone gave me an orchid, oh, and well, I, like, like, looked online of how to take oh. care of it. I know. Any it advice for newbies to the <laughs> plant world? Because I am. I got my first plant during COVID, <laughs> and, and we're, we're, we're trying to work together here, but maybe the filter water is the biggest call out. So thank you, Danica, on that. Um, um, yeah, I mean, there's, uh, in my shop, I think we make it a, a point to make sure that you know what you're taking with you um, home. We don't want to just push an expensive or a bougie plant on you because it makes a sale. It, it doesn't benefit us. I want to make sure that you go home with something that 
A, you like, and B, that you can take care of, that's, you know, that's friendly to your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, the easiest ones are always going to be the snake plants, the sensitive areas, which I'm forcing myself now to, to fill my house with just those plants because I don't have good lighting and I'm hardly home. Um, the ZZs and all the pothos, I think, are going to be my top three recommendations for new plant parents. Are those like the green, like leafy? Like, are they leafy or are they yeah, like they these trail. are succulents? I know okay. that. Those are succulents and those are great, but they do need, you know, a window. Some okay. folks, especially in our community, live in apartments mm -hmm. and have very limited lighting. So those are the ones that I would recommend. Okay. A little light, a little bit of water. You can, I wouldn't suggest neglecting them but you can a little bit if you're out of town you could not water them for like a week and a half or maybe okay. two okay. any more questions i think we're ready for our demonstration right our little fun with plants okay you guys ready <laughs> nice <laughs> the exciting okay part. let's get dirty give it up to yes. andy everyone andy thank you so much